Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 25 of 211's Baseball Talk. My name is Dylan Baker. I'm alongside, as usual, my dad, Chris Baker. And here's what we have on the menu for you guys today. What does the future hold for Lourdes Goriel Jr.? The Blue Jays are having much better at-bats as of late. We'll talk a little bit about Socrates Burrito, and we'll wrap things up with the last week in Blue Jays baseball. Chris, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. It's been uh, a, a good week, I would say, for the Blue Jays. Pretty overall. good week. Well, Pretty compared week. to... Uh, Compared to the way they started, I think it's been a better week. Yes, they got their first series win of the season today as they beat the Twins in game four of the four-game set, taking three out of four in Minneapolis-St. Paul. So let's get right into things. What does the future hold for Lourdes Gurriel Jr.? Last week it was a defensive monstrosity from the Blue Jays' infielder. Gurriel continues. <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Guriel continuously made throwing and fielding errors, and this could not have come at a worse time as Guriel's bat is heating up. However, something had to be done, and Charlie Montoya demoted the kid. If, defense, if his defense doesn't improve drastically in the minors, um, what, or more specifically, where will he play? You know, to me, he's, he's really just proving he's not part of the starting future. I think he is more a utility, maybe a super utility infielder at the most and I just don't even know if that's fair to say as well just because he he really is not good defensively no he's not he's no and 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 it's not meant to be a slight on him it's not meant to be something that you know you're you're sitting there going you know maybe I'm being a little mean here (laughs) it's not that I'm not trying to be mean he just threw a ball away from 30 feet away. And it may be a case of the yips, Dylan. I think that's probably what this is. It's something that's mental, as Charlie Montoyo said, and he may need to just go down down and get more confident with his throwing uh, in AAA and get some reps at, at uh, the plate as well and just get his hitting back in order. But I think ultimately the main thing is his defense. It wasn't good last year, even at shortstop. But now it's a throwing issue, and it's a throwing issue even on the most basic throws. Mm-hmm. You can't have him on the Major League squad when he's having an issue like that. No, you can't. And then for a team that emphasized defense in spring training and who's played pretty good defense so far, you cannot have a guy making your team so much worse defensively and costing you runs. And at times it could have – I don't know if he cost them the game yet this year, but it could have gotten to that uh, had they kept him in the big leagues. Uh, when do you see him or do you see him coming back up? Uh, I Potentially. I mean, he's going to have to perform and he won't be coming back up as a starter. I just don't see that happening. I think with mm-hmm. Vladdy coming, you're going to see a, a Drury or even a Sogard at this point move over to second base. I think if Gurriel comes back, he comes back as a utility player. Bench is pretty full with those right now, although mm-hmm. uh, not with good ones, <laughs> if you ask me. But We'll get into uh, that a little later. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and so I think Gurriel has opportunity to take one of those spots in the very near future. But again, he's going to have to go back down. He's going to have to prove himself defensively, and he's going to have to stay going with the off- offense too. Yes, he, uh, he will. Yesterday he had a rough night of the dish. I think you told me he was 0 for 5 last night. Uh, yes, in Buffalo, you mean? Yeah, he was yeah. 0 for five, and uh, and that's just you know, I mean, it's probably a product of everything going on with him right now, so you can't blame him. But uh, you know, that's not the type of performance you want to see when you send a guy down to not get at it all. right. No. <laughs> and, uh, the uh, night he, before, the night before though, he went two for four, and I believe he had a double. Yeah, he did, he did. But again, an 0 for five night's a really tough night, and and uh, and you know, I think he's going to have to show consistency before he comes back. 
Yeah, and uh, consistently both uh, consistency both offensively and defensively, uh, because right now the Blue Jays are being much more consistent offensively. Uh, it was bad at the beginning of the year, putrid hitting to say the least. So many punch outs, and watching the team hit was brutal. However, of late, the Blue Jays have had better at-bats game by game. A few that stuck out to me were not actual at-bats, but two plate appearances by Randall Grichik on Tuesday in Minnesota. Grichik in two at-bats had two strikes on him and left some tough pitches in the pass he would have swung at, leading to two walks in big spots, finishing with three total on the night. Only the second time in his career he's had three walks in the game. Was Charlie Montoyo's declaration of fury with the offense after the Cleveland series a wake-up call for the boys lining up one and nine? Uh, well, yeah, I, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I think so. I, the offense has been better. I wouldn't call it great yet, but, uh, no. uh, but you know, it, it's definitely better. You know, we're not seeing the go 0 for 9 to start a game <laughs> anymore. Yeah. You know, 9 up, 9 down was atrocious. And having no hitters all the way into the sixth inning, the same thing. Uh, so it's getting a little better, and it is it is something where this is not the squad that's the future. I mean, if I'm a Jays fan, I'm not looking at this going, well, this is our eventual World Series team. It's not. <laughs> you know, in fact, no. I don't even know if one person on there, save for maybe Danny Jansen, is even on that squad that wins the World Series next time. And, and you know, it's it, it's just the way this roster is built right now. It's It's a building process until the really superstar kids get here. Yeah, and lately the offense has been a lot better. As we mentioned, ex- yesterday night, Wednesday, that was, they scored one run, but today they scored seven. Uh, they scored six on Tuesday, five on Monday, four on Sunday, scored three on Saturday, and seven on Friday. So the offense having much better at-bats, scoring much better runs. They scored Actually, they scored 13 in the Boston series, too. Both games combined, that is. Uh, now, little little... We're looking at the other side of the spectrum here. Um, was that was Charlie Montoyo getting angry in Cleveland also a wake-up call maybe for Guillermo Martinez? <laughs> I don't think so, no. I, I, think, uh, I think Montoyo getting angry in Cleveland had a lot of other things to do with it. And mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, it, it was nice to see because it's nice to see that Montoro, Montoyo sorry, has that, uh, that fire in him. And, and you know, it's, it's something we haven't seen. We've seen super friendly – uh, cordial, nice, funny Montoyo so far this season and, and ever since he's been hired, really. And so to see that side of him and to hear that that side of him actually exists from Rocco Baldelli, too, um, you know, is, is kind of a cool thing to learn. And, and uh, you know, it's, it means that he expects performance. He expects results. Uh, he'll be laid back if he, if he sees those performances and results, but he's not going to be you know, team rampant buffoonery because <laughs> it's it's just it's literally um, terrible things when it goes wrong, and that's like little league type things and base running mistakes and things like that. And I I don't blame him for uh, for losing it, and I I do like to see a little bit of that fire from a manager. In case you missed it, the story with Rocco Baldell, as you were just referring to, was uh, in Bakersfield. Charlie Montoya was so angry after a game that he flipped up the dinner table in the clubhouse and everyone's food went flying. So Charlie Montoya, safe to say, he does have that fire to him. And he did show it on Tuesday or Monday night when Teoscar Hernandez forgot how to run bases and Brandon Drury forgot how to pay attention to the count. Tuesday, Teoscar Hernandez also forgot how to run bases. Uh, so I guess a base running class is in order for him. Jay's base running has been terrible. 
so far this year. Uh, and they haven't been as aggressive. Thoughts on the base running so far? Well, and then that's where some of Montoya's rage was coming from. With <laughs> yeah. Some uh, horrible base running, particularly by Teoscar, I think it was, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Twice. And, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, at least they're being aggressive. And, and you know, it used to be that they stand around at first base. I'm not saying that what they do. I mean, it's little league mistakes, and that's why he's throwing gumball buckets and things like that because it's very frustrating to watch but but the thing is they're moving they're moving on the base paths they're being aggressive they're trying to take that extra base in in galvis's case he's and he's the one they should learn from he's doing just that he's doing Mm -hmm. it right uh and these moves are being authorized and made by charlie montoyo i mean even the guriel steal of home was something that you know they gave him permission to do and he executed it very very well you know, these are the types of things we just did not see in the Gibby days. And uh, and so it's refreshing to see. It's going to be frustrating, Jays fans, to watch them screw it up. But they're going to screw it up because they're kids and they're just kind of getting used to this major league level base running. Now, before we move on to Socrates Brito, uh, Danny Jansen, he struggled offensively this year. Uh, but he's been a lot better at calling games and behind the plate. He's been throwing out runners as well. So I ask you this, what is more valuable in a catcher? The ability to call games and throw guys out or the ability to hit for power and hit for average? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, you know what? I have been happy with Danny Jansen so far this year. I have no problems with the fact that he's not hitting too great. Yeah, he's batting uh, whatever he's batting. It's two-something at best. But – he is trying to learn how to call a big league game, and he's learning how to catch these big league pitchers that he's got now. It's, it's quite different than what you see in the minor leagues because guys in the minor leagues are still learning pitches. They might have two pitches right now. But now in the big leagues, you've got Marcus Stroman, who's got 17 different pitches that he throws, <laughs> and he's learning how to catch all these guys, when to call certain pitches. How to, he's doing a lot better job, uh, a much better job, sorry, receiving pitches and throwing guys out. You know what? Defensively, Danny Jansen has been – really good besides a couple blocks that he missed he has been a great defensive catcher the offense he's he got to the big leagues on offense and i saw jeff blair mention this in um blue jays confidential today on sportsnet.ca but he he got to the big leagues because of his hitting ability so that hitting is going to come with the Blue Jays, I'm not concerned whatsoever with Danny Jansen. And to me, a more valuable catcher is a guy who can call games and because pitching and defense wins your ball games. And uh, as long as that catch is calling a good game, you know what? He's a valuable catcher and he's a good catcher to me. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And I think he's going to hit. I, I think he is going to hit. Mm-hmm. I think his focus this year was on taking over a pitching staff. Um, you know, Russell Martin leaving so late in the winter. Uh, I think Danny just kind of got thrown into, holy cow, I might be the starter here, and I'm going to have mm-hmm. to be used to catching, as you said, Stroman's 9,000 different pitches, <laughs> as well as the rest of the staff, and, and also earning the kind of trust that Russell Martin had with this staff is going to be very difficult or was going to be very difficult for Danny. I think, uh, you know, positive side, he's, he has earned that. He's, you know, you see Stroman celebrating his, his gutting down runners and things like that. And, mm. and, you know, I think he's earned his defensive chops a little bit this year. And he's just 
unfortunately allowed that to affect negatively his his hitting and mm-hmm. and I just don't think with the way he as Blair says you know he did get here in on that that bat and that bat's going to play no matter what so yeah definitely I mean he's only hitting I looked up the numbers he's only hitting a buck 60 this year eight hits and 50 at bats but the hitting is going to come around you know what um if I could give some advice to today not that it would mean too much from a 13 year old kid still learning the game himself but Luke Manley's there to help him catch the guys and learn the pitching staff so maybe he could shift his focus a little more to the offense and have Maley help him out with calling games and such because Luke Maley's done a great job of being a mentor to young players in general I'm sure he'll do the same for Danny Jansen he'd be good at it yeah yeah I agree I agree um Moving on now to another young player and your favorite Blue Jay, Socrates <laughs> Brito. Acquired the same day as the Kevin Pillar trade happened, recommended by Shelly Duncan, the supposed Usain Bolt of baseball and possible 5 to a player. Socrates Brito has underperformed, to say the least. Brito is now 0 for 21 in his Blue Jays career and has walked only twice. Brito is out of options and loves him some good curveball 10 feet out of the zone. So how do you either wake him up or rid yourself of the kid? Well, I mean, if it was me, he's DFA'd a week ago. But, uh, you know, and, and that's not to be, you know, facetious. That's just, that's just reality. I mean, the way he's played any other major league team has already cut ties. I think the only reason that he, they haven't is, again, the fact that he came recommended by some of the coaching staff, uh, and they're trying to give him a little extra time to play this out. I don't think they're going to see any difference, to be honest. I, uh, I really don't. There's nothing to indicate he's about to break out or anything like that. Um, and so I think it's time we've seen enough of Socrates Burrito, and, and he needs to go. I think if you DFA him, he's not going to get picked up off of waivers. He's going to end up back in AAA. So if you really truly believe there's a potential for Burrito, let him go through the waivers if – you hope he doesn't get picked up. I don't know why you would cry over that if he is, but if you hope he doesn't, he probably won't. He gets to Buffalo and starts lighting it up, bring him back. But for right now, he should not be on a major league roster. He should not be. I mean, right now, I don't know one team that would pick him up off of waivers based on his performance. In just looking at the numbers right now, in 21 at-bats, Brito has 10 strikeouts, which is not good. He cannot lay off a curveball to save his life. And he's really only been good defensively. He can't use that speed if he doesn't get on base. And he has not been getting on base, which is, which is a struggle for the Blue Jays because they know how fast he can be. They know that he can be good. But he has not shown a single sign of being good. He's been awful. And yeah. I, I don't mean to, to be so so negative and so mean to Socrates Brito, but he's just been really, really, really bad. He has not been a good offensive hitter. Defensively, he's been good. I'll give him that. But he has not been able to showcase his good to his... Because the guy can't get on base. Last year, he hit 318 in AAA Reno. Where the Jays were getting their numbers from and why they picked him up. Because he hit 318, he had 17 home runs and 69 RBI. So I guess the guy does have potential. But right now, I don't see a team picking him up off of waivers. I see the Jays 
they, I, if I'm the Jays, I take a risk. I send him down. I say, no one's going to pick you up. We are going to let you hit in Buffalo. You can take over one of the outfield spots and dominate there. We'll call you back up when you're ready because I don't think Socrates Brito is ready. And I don't know if it was because of a shortened spring training or what it may be, but Socrates Brito is not ready for a full-time role on a big league squad. doesn't no. matter if it's the Blue Jays. doesn't matter if it's the Orioles. doesn't matter if it's the Red Sox. He's not ready for a big league opportunity quite yet. Exactly. I agree. Uh, yeah. So Brito has not been good, but we move on to the last week in Blue Jays baseball. So Trent Thornton has gotten his first taste of a big league offense at his full potential. He got pummeled by the Rays and the Twins. Well, not, not pummeled by the Twins, but he allowed four runs in four and two-thirds innings. Uh, Clay Buckles impressed in his first six Blue Jay innings and was okay. Today, certainly not at his best. He pitched four and two-thirds, allowing three runs. Uh, Thomas Pannone came in and got out of there. Out of that jam, speaking of Thomas Pannone, he pitched an immaculate inning on Sunday against the Tampa Bay Rays. Incredibly, only the, only the 89th player in big league history to do so in the third Blue Jay following Roger Clemens, whose son Casey is in AA New Hampshire, and Steve Delabar back in 2012. Javi Guerra is struggling at the moment. I believe he pitched a good inning yesterday night, but lately he has struggled. He's not had as much confidence, and he has not been as, effect- as effective coming out of the bullpen. And Jasper he was DFA'd had- today. He was DFA'd today. Was not aware of that. Thank you very much for letting me know. That is a He made room mistake. for Tapera. So, yes, Javi Guerra has been DFA'd. Breaking news, sort of. <laughs> Not really. I, would ju- I just wasn't up to date with the news. That is my bad. I well, we got make sure we to got stay up there. Yeah, we did. He's on did. his way down. We did. Yeah, he's on his way down. Um, Ryan Tapera, however, came in today and threw a good inning. Eight pitches is all he needed to retire the Twins. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez made up for his grotesquely awful base running mistake. Two grotesquely awful base running mistakes with a pivotal three-run shot on Monday night. Jackie Robinson Day, by the way. And a two-RBI single on Tuesday night. The Blue Jays' offense backed up the pitching on that Tuesday night, helped by the Hernandez-Galvis-Jansen relay. Uh, I want to get your take on the relay in a second. Um, Randall Gretchik is getting on, and he leads the Blue Jays in runs scored. He has, I believe, 15 now, and that is tops on the squad. But he did get into a Twitter spat with Tim Anderson, about bat flips on Twitter last night. So before I get your take on anything relevant in the last week in Blue Jays baseball, thoughts on the Tim Anderson bat flip and the back and forth between Randall Gritchick and Tim Anderson? Well, you know, I mean, obviously I'm a Blue Jays fan. I'd love to support Randall on this, but keep your mouth shut. I mean, the, the reality is you're, you are talking about him. And so the fact that he was, he was a little irked by your comments on social media, he has every right to be whether you say I didn't say your name so I wasn't talking about you or not. Of course you were. It's the topic of the day. Uh, You were talking about him. So, you know what? Just let it go at that point. Say your piece on what you feel about the bat flip and don't get into a Twitter spat with somebody else, Um, you know, because obviously, you know, you're just putting your own foot in your mouth when you say it's not about you because you know it is about the guy. Yeah, and it was actually kind of fun today. Every time the Blue Jays hit a home run, they had some fun with the fact that they went back and forth on Twitter by shaking hands calmly in the dugout. <laughs> and uh, not a single one of the Blue Jays hitters, including Justin Smoke, whose home run was a no-doubter, uh, bat flipped. Gritchick did hit a home run today. So in case you guys missed it, 
actually, I can't find Tim Anderson's tweet, so you missed it. You missed it. <laughs> um, uh, but now your take on the Blue Jays and the last week in Blue Jays baseball and thoughts on that relay Tuesday night. Well, I mean, this is this is exactly what this team is going to be. It's exciting, and yeah, did we win every game this week? Absolutely not. Will we do that the rest of the year? Absolutely not. But boy, oh boy, are there some exciting things happening? Steals of home, you know, immaculate innings, beautiful relays thrown to to home. Uh, you know, this team to end is, a game. Sorry, say again. To end a game. Yeah, like, to end the game. Cool. I mean, is it really better? Anything better than a two-out play at the plate to end the game? I mean, I, I really don't think there's much better than that. And, and you know, I mean, that is, is something we wouldn't have seen for the last five years from this team, if not longer. The aggressiveness, the ability to make these plays. This is what we will see on a more regular basis as the team gels and as the big prospects come up. This is what I expect to see. And under Montoyo's watch, this is also what I expect to see. So I think it was a very exciting week. I think it was a good week overall. Yep, there's some base running errors in there. Yep, there's some terrible pitching performances. But there were some good <laughs> ones too. And, and the reality is this is the way it's going to be this year. So take the exciting, take the good with the bad, and, uh, and have fun watching this team. Uh, quickly before we wrap things up, thoughts on Clay Buckles to start so far? I like him. I, I like him. I like the way he's he's really gelled in the clubhouse. I, I've seen mm-hmm. him really aggressively cheering on things like that relay, uh, and and that is good to see. I've never been a huge Buckholtz fan. Nobody, uh, nobody no in the Jays, Jays really uh, fan base is probably is probably arguing that either. But you know what? He's uh, he's uh, winning some fans, I think, and uh, including myself. Wouldn't say I'm a complete fan yet, or believe that he should permanently be in the rotation necessarily yet. But I didn't see anything bad this week. And yeah, Clay Buckles was pretty good in his first two starts. He said after his first start, that he's not going more than ninety pitches. His arm can't take it anymore, which is a little bit of a red flag if you're going to sign the guy. But, you know, probably didn't say that to Ross Atkins or Mark Shapiro. So this has been episode 25 of 211's Baseball Talk. We thank you all for getting us to 25 episodes. For Chris Baker, I'm Dylan Baker. We will talk to you all next Thursday.